0: I'm Mike, I'm Italian, but if you think that defines me, you can forget about it. And I'm Justin, and I didn't come here to make friends.
1: I came here to have a relationship that'll just keep on going on and on for years and years, and we're going to keep on texting each other drunk every, every six months and going, what are we doing with ourselves? Why am I doing this? Who is this person to me? I don't know you. And I did not come here to make friends.
0: And this is Shit, Shit My, My Girlfriend, Girlfriend Makes Me Watch. And we welcome you back. To another episode of Shit My Girlfriend Makes Me Watch. My name is Mike Coscarelli.
1: And I'm Justin Perez.
0: And my neck hurts.
1: (laughs) Your neck, your your back, (laughs) your pussy, and your crack. That's right. (laughs) Uh, Mike, come on. Here's to living like movie stars, partying like rock stars, and fucking like porn stars.
0: Oh. Line from uh, one of the greatest documentaries to come out this year. (laughs) So far, uh two documentaries with the Fire Festival, both of which we're gonna talk about today. Mm. So many thoughts on both particular uh uh documentaries. Yeah. Uh maybe the greatest scam run well, I guess is it the greatest scam has never been caught. That's what I was gonna say. Is it so better greatest to have scam, not been it, caught? Yeah. Can it be the greatest scam if he got caught?
1: Yeah, I would say it was not the greatest scam. I would say the Madoff scam was much better because mm. it went on for like thirty years. That's a good point. And it wasn't until the the housing collapse that's it a great caught. point.
0: In terms of scams, that has to be the best because he's single. Well, I don't want to give him all the credit in the world, but he bankrupted the New York Mets. <laughs> yeah, he was he Bernie Madoff was able to take down an entire baseball franchise. Yes, that was already kind of shitty, but. Made them even shittier for about a decade after that, because the Madoff scandal bankrupted the Wilpons. Well, not bankrupted them, but hurt them financially enough that the the Mets have been bad, despite you know having a, a good farm system and some pitchers. Yeah. Uh, which you know is an is a inconsequential detail for all of our listeners. But uh, anyway, before we get into the Fire Festival and the documentaries that accommodated it. Um, it's a Taz night here. Yes. On shit, my girlfriend makes me watch. That means we're in Justin Perez's uh, apartment. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Justin is fighting with Taz because the dog is on the bed. Yes. And Justin doesn't like the dog on the bed.
1: Well, since I walk the dog a lot more, I see the massive shits she takes, mm-hmm. and you won't believe it, but I don't really take a wet wipe to her ass. <laughs> so when she gets on the bed, all I can think about is the shit that gets on the bed, and my weakened, sad immune system. Uh, Sort of inhibiting the uh, fecal matter. Are you, I didn't know you're Native American. Uh, yes. In a way, I I am. <laughs> in a way, I'm definitely not. Uh, <laughs> you're so mad. But in a way, when I applied for college, I definitely was.
0: <laughs> Native American and Hispanic. Yeah. God You get must in have anywhere,
1: been able to pick whatever you wanted to go. Yeah, yeah. It must and have been nice. I, I went to DePaul, which was bizarre in my end, but oh. Uh, Mike, how
0: was your week before we get into uh, the fire? Uh, we I went to Boston with Lex, um, which you can hear a little more about on the Social Villains podcast. We talk, Gene and I talked about it a little more in-depthly, but uh, a trip that was very, as you Hispanics say, Maso Menos. Ah. It was very, uh, it, was, it was weird. Maso it was good, menos but it was is, like bad. Maso Menos is the older
1: sister of Maria.
0: Men- so, menos? Yeah. Uh, I don't know, we it, we we had a... I mean, this is the first time I've been to Boston. Boston is a very cool city. I liked it a lot. Mm. Um, I think you've brought it up before. The East Coast cities in the United States do sort of feel very similar. Yes. Like, there's parts where I'm driving... We are driving through Boston where I was like, oh, I feel like I'm driving through Harlem or yes. I feel like I'm driving through Brooklyn. Or yes. I feel, you know? Um, with the, the exception is, of, like, Times Square, that yeah. doesn't seem to be replicated anywhere. No, no, no. But... but
1: If you go to Philly, there's a literal Philadelphia uh, Penn Station, and it's like a a beautiful. It's like it's actually like their version of Grand Central. It's beautiful, right? Right. And uh, it it looks incredible, but it's like a shitty version of it. (laughs) Yeah, it's a shame the people are garbage, but uh, yeah, but it looks like a a a nice version of it, and everything sort of looks like a little bit template of the other East Coast cities. Mm -hmm. The only difference between the cities, to me is the drinking time. We're drinking right. at shutdown. In New York, it's 4 a.m. I'm spoiled. Everywhere else, it's uh 2 a.m.
0: Yeah, I, it's it's 2, two a.m. literally in every other part of the country. Yeah, right? yeah. I can't think of another place where you can drink until 4 o'clock in the morning, but we don't really do that anymore, do we? I like the option. You're okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> when was the last time you drank until 4 o'clock in the morning?
1: Uh, Not too long ago. I, uh, beans has will sometimes hit up something, and then we'll go to our local bar, Halyards, mm. and we'll get a nightcap and close down the bar with the bartender we're friends with. Oh, okay. So I, I kind of like having that option of like, well, if I really wanted to burn the midnight oil, yeah. I certainly could.
0: Yeah, I guess if you had a good enough bar down the street, it, it makes a little more sense going a Saturday night to um, close the bar down with the bartender you like. That will be ending sh- shortly for us, I think.
1: Oh, you're not going to go to McGillicuddy's or or, or
0: (laughs) Donovan's Sullivan's Murphy's live in a very Irish neighborhood at the moment. Um, It's either
1: Irish or all Hispanic. There's the. Yeah. And like some Asian. There's some Asian. There's some Indian.
0: Queens is a real melting pot. as It truly is. Uh,
1: Every single cab. I'm not saying this as a joke. Every cab driver I've taken, uh, if I engage in conversation, I'll ask where they live. And invariably, they all live in Queens. Yeah. It's like the working man's, uh, which is
0: is sort of like uh, it's good for me because when I take like an Uber on the way home, I'm usually they're like, Hey, buddy, you my last stop, perfect, and yeah, 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 you know they're like, Oh, because they're fucking your girlfriend. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I'll be upstairs for one minute. Um, I don't know. I feel like the like the I haven't stayed out drinking like that in a very long time, and I think that like it's just gonna get worse and worse. And uh, I
1: don't think you like staying out drinking. We went to a party for our mutual friend. Corinne Fisher and uh she had a party mm-hmm. around Christmas time and we me and you went together and then you ghosted. You you kinda Irish goodbye, Italian goodbye. I well an and you left at like eleven thirty and I was like, Good lord, free booze in a in a room full of people where the majority of them are friends or acquaintances yeah. and you couldn't hang.
0: Uh I an enemy of mine showed up and Which I, one? There's so many. <laughs> Uh, oh, oh, I know the one. Okay. I had
1: to. I had to get out of there because uh, a WNBA player to, <laughs> showed up. That <laughs> enemy. I
0: didn't want to keep. I didn't want to like have to get Italian st- stuck in a conversation. Cheryl Swoop showed up, and yeah. you had to get out of there. Okay, so I had to. I had to leave. But overall, it's like you know, drinking now. I like to. I like to drink because it is uh, you know. Uh, A coping mechanism. Mm. Uh, Life is short. Mm. Life is painful. Yes. uh, And drinking sort of helps to uh, curb that pain a little bit. (laughs) I don't drink in a celebratory fashion. I, I eat to celebrate, which you can... I just held the microphone up to my big gut that I just slapped several times. so You could hear it. And
1: that was a passage from Michael's suicide note that he wrote down. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking is a way to cope. and It's been a theme on the, the podcast. It's not a celebratory thing with friends. It's a way to get by. And uh, my gut's been big. This world leaves nothing for me, Michael Coscarelli. And then it's like covered in blood and shit. Exactly. So
0: now that I'm not a young man looking to get laid, it just seems inconsequential and and a waste of time at this point. I'd rather be home.
1: Do you you find that you have uh, more sober sex now as you get older?
0: I mean, certainly. But Mm. I find that it's just less sex, period. Yeah. I'm getting so fat, dude. And it makes... It makes you just not want to do anything, even have sex with your girlfriend.
1: Are you afraid of crushing her?
0: Yeah, that's what the problem is. I'm afraid <laughs> that... To- <laughs> no, Mike, no, no! <laughs> oh, my gosh. I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe.
1: Yes, exactly. That's exactly what we all fear. Yeah, no. Um. Interesting. Yeah, I think I, as I've gotten older, I've had more uh, sober sex. I think up until like age 24, I didn't have... Sober sex. I, I mean, I always
0: I, had. So I I think I almost always had sober sex oh, wow. when I was single.
1: What a healthy person you
0: are. I just never. I don't know. I never like to get. Tr- I feel like I, I. I I would get girls by being, you know, like charming. Mm. And you can't really be charming when you're fucking tanked up. Uh, I,
1: I feel the opposite. Yeah. Yeah. I'm only charming when I'm tanked up.
0: My thing was always just like.
1: It's like the spinach. For Popeye You know
0: Yeah Listen if the conversation Is good enough You don't have to keep drinking That's true That's my philosophy
1: And this has been Old Man Corner (laughs) Hosted by Justin Perez And Michael Coscarelli Sponsored by AARP Are you old? So are we (laughs) Join AARP right now And get 50 cents off Your yearly membership Uh, That's interesting You guys went to Boston You saw Casey Musgraves Is
0: is that right? Yeah she was good good. Uh, I'm a bad luck charm Um, when we got the seats, when we showed up to the seats, it's a a couple thousand seat theater probably. Mm -hmm. And, um, as we were there, literally the entire theater is sitting during this performance. It's like a mixed bag of like older people, people around our age, a couple people younger, you know, a couple like girls in their early twenties and the whole theater is sitting except for Two girls who are directly in our line of sight. Ah. Just like f- 10 rows down, uh, standing literally where we would have to look to see Casey Musgraves performing. So, needless to say, it interfered with the concert a little bit. <laughs> uh,
1: now, this is probably a radical thing. I, I'm just, I'm, I'm a wild person. Did you ask them to sit down? They were too far away. S- did you shout, down
0: in front? They wouldn't have heard us. Sit the fuck down. <laughs> but then the thing is, if you do that, you're screaming. During the middle of a concert. And, and, and you're really aggravating everybody else around you. Yeah. Even if they're aggravated by the girls standing. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I didn't seem like the right play to just be like, "Hey, cunts! Yeah, sit down."
1: Yeah, the cunts would have worked out well in a yeah. room full of women here to see like a, a, a female country
0: star. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, hey, female cunts! Country star. Yeah. <laughs> Every
1: woman turns around. Yeah. Is that yeah. my boyfriend?
0: Yeah. No, it would have been. It would have been a bad thing for me. Good. But you know, hey, we got through it. How uh, was your week?
1: The key to concerts is to go to concerts where the crowd is mostly the elderly, like yeah. ourselves. Eric Clapton. Yeah, yeah, where they yeah. refuse to stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only time they stand up is when they're walking out. Yeah. Like, uh, if you go to Weird Al, Worst, Al concert, or, yeah, it's yeah. mostly older people and kids. And you know the parents there go just sit down. Al doesn't need to see you stand up. Yeah, yeah.
0: I was gonna say the the, the other time they're standing is when they walk to go take a shit, but they yes. do that while sitting.
1: Yes, they would tell you this. I, I used to usher on Broadway uh, for sure. You actually have a story about old people shitting their pants. Yes, exactly. Uh, me and fellow comedian Chris Scopo mm-hmm. in, in our pre-comedy days were both ushers, and I I ushered a show at uh, the Music Box Theater where William Shatner did a one-man, 70-minute show. My God. Uh, which is incredible that he conned people out of money for not even a full hour and a half of entertainment. Wait, how long was that? It was 70 an hour, minutes? An hour and 10 minutes. It Perfect. was 70 minutes. Yes. So it was really, like, stretching. Like, I can't believe you're charging full price for this.
0: 65 pages or so. Yeah, yeah. It's him yeah. just,
1: you know, talking about his career, people name-dropping. It was really kind of a, uh, uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, I thought it was funny because I was like, wow, the ball's in this guy. <laughs> he's doing like a retrospective that no one asked for. Yeah, yeah. Uh, besides his agent was like, oh, I got to get one more drop of milk out of this fucking cow yeah, 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 yeah. before he dies. Yeah. And so uh, he, he's pretty old. He's, he's in his 80s right now. And he had to be like late 70s, I, I guess, when this happened. And so he, so one time he was doing this show and he there's no intermission. He just goes right through it. And in the middle of the show, he was like, and that's when I knew Leonard Nimoy was a gay. Hold on one second. And then he just leaves the stage. He just left the stage to dead silence. Uh, There was like murmurs like, oh, my God, he's dead. He's died. Like people were murmuring around. Yeah. And after about 10 minutes, he just comes back and he's like, oh, sorry about that, guys. Uh, Anyway, Leonard Nimoy was gay and just like gets into it. And then we find out later he just had to take a shit. He just left the stage, took a shit and came back. Yes, that's exactly right. When you're past a certain age, you don't care. There's no level of like, s- listen, I'm I, I'm too old. For, I'm not going to shit myself. Yeah. You know, I, I've been through three world wars. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I've been through f- 17 American presidents.
0: On a sex side note, is Leonard Nimoy gay?
1: No, no. It's uh, the other George one. George Takai. George Takai. Got it. Okay. Leonard Nimoy is Jewish. Yes. That's the, I don't know if it's really controversial, yeah. but it is a fact. Uh, he did a really good photo series of Hasidic women naked. That's his claim to fame as a photographer. Leonard Nimoy? Leonard Nimoy, yeah. It was very controversial because this was in the 70s and he was photographing Hasidic women naked. Are you looking it up? Oh, no, we're going to have to look that up. Oh, boy. Uh, uh, keep anyway. Keep talking, though. Yes, yeah, so that was a good time. My week was fine, Michael. I did nothing of consequence. Uh, we had our friend Nancy over for another night of Catan. She, it was impromptu and she was very nice. Big fan of Nancy. Uh, Nancy is my friend from China who is now been in America for about nine years. Yeah. And she's very funny. She's very sweet. And, uh, she's still, um, she's on a coffee meets bagel. And we we're talking about the guy. She, she, she's still very shy, which is very funny. I was hoping America would rub off on her. Um, she's still very shy. Like we were talking and we were trying to ask if she's going on dates and she's like, yeah. And then to sort of figure out if she slept with this guy, we just were like, did you see his apartment? And she was like, uh. she just didn't say no. <laughs> yeah, So we're like, oh, you saw his apartment. If you saw his apartment, you guys hooked up. And she was like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> and now I'm talking about it on a podcast. So yeah, yeah, yeah. the circle of embarrassment is now complete. Yeah, totally. But uh, no, it's a different friend. It's not, my, it's not
0: my Chinese friend, Nancy. It's somebody else. So uh. I, to infer other news, I cannot find these pictures of these acidic women naked, eh, and I fake. really want to see them. Well, you're not missing much. Did you just make that up? Why would I make up such a a very specific? Because you know I'm gullible. That's true. And I'll definitely go on Google looking yeah, for those. Yeah. Well, anyway,
1: oh. let's move on with our lives. We have the fire festival. Fire Two festival. Two documentaries came out within the same week. Well, you know the story with that, right? Uh yes, two different people working on something, uh, and they both were released around the same time.
0: No, all right. So oh, there's there okay. is I so much there is so much to talk about before we actually even talk mm, about the great. actual documentaries. For one, uh, the documentary specifically, fuck Jerry. Yeah. was making the Netflix documentary. Yes, they'd been in production on it for a while. Yes. So there is the Chris a Chris Smith directed. Yes. Yeah. So there was a guy that worked at Fuck Jerry uh-huh. who was a, I guess he was just like a social media producer there. Sure. Um, he got fired during this whole f- fiasco. Yes. He made the Hulu documentary. Oh. Ah. He makes the Hulu documentary, and then Hulu knows that Netflix is working on a Firefest documentary. So they, to steal Hulu, Netflix's thunder. Hulu surprise drops the Fire Festival like six days before the Netflix yeah. Festival comes out yes. to just sort of fuck over Netflix. Yes. Which is a classic G move. And it made me much more grateful that I am a Hulu Live subscriber. Uh, I would rather. I mean, I love Netflix, but like that was. That is some petty shit that I love. Yeah. And it was great. Now, Billy McFarlane, who is. Uh, really, the main subject of both of these documentaries. Can you can just, say that the Fire Festival is, but they're really both stories about Billy and what a scumbag he is. A con man, yeah. Right.
1: Can I tell you, the the big difference between the two is that the one, so Fuck Jerry is, uh, okay, so so let's give a background. Fire Festival, f- for those of you who don't know, like my girlfriend, uh, Fire Festival- Which was shocking, by yeah, the way. Yeah, shocking. Uh, two years ago, there was a festival that was planned, and it was supposed to be, it was Super hyped! It had all these major stars, good music, uh, disclosure, and a bunch of other. Is in the Bahamas.
0: Major lasers is going to be there. Pablo
1: Escobar's island. It's going to have luxury uh, camping grounds, luxury yachts, and luxury villas for everyone. Luxu- and
0: delicious food, like yes. uh, uh, cooked by like like uh, uh, Michelin star chefs. And big fa- sell.
1: Yeah, and fast forward to the actual festival, and from day one. If you were following live on Twitter, you just hear people going, oh my God, it's chaos here.
0: Oh my God, there's nothing here. It's just gravel. Yeah. They're trying to put us in tents. There's no water. We can't go to the bathroom anywhere. The, the food is a cheese, a plain cheese sandwich. Yes, with which is the thing that went viral. That's the thing that plain,
1: like. It was a photo of a plain cheese sandwich, like a like a triangle bread.
0: And like a piece of lettuce. With no dressing. Yeah. And it was just in like a cardboard, like when you go to a diner and they give you the cardboard like thing to go. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: So uh, it, it was a big disaster. Everyone lost money. Like the people who paid money to go there lost money. The people who were trying to make the festival lost money. The people who were hired to do the festival everyone lost everyone lost money. Yeah. And so what? It, so that's the fire festival. So the two differences between the documentaries is the uh, the plub, publicity crew behind it. Fuck Jerry. They're the people who were hired to promote it during the fire Festival, Fuck Jerry, which is a meme-stealing, uh, super conglomerate Instagram account mm-hmm. that's now a company. So Fuck Jerry was involved. They were hired to promote it, and they are the producers, along with Vice, of this documentary.
0: Yes, Vice was... A, yes, I forgot So Vice you get a, a lot of great
1: it. footage from the... Fuck Jerry, boys. You get all the interviews from everyone involved f- from promoting it. Yeah. But what you don't get is an interview with McFarlane, McFarlane, with Billy McFarlane. And the now other why one, is that? Because the other one uh, paid money to Billy McFarlane, but not after going to the one at Netflix and trying to get more money from them. And Chris Smith, the director of No, no. Of it, hold
0: on. You're, this is...
1: This is what I've read. And he tried going... He tried pitting them against each yes. other. and yeah. yeah. They just wouldn't pay. They're like, I, "We're not going to pay you for it." Well, so.
0: they. So the, what I heard was that they both. I guess they both went to him, and there was there were no money offers sure. from either. So yes, he tried to pit them against each other, and he told Hulu that Netflix was paying him to a uh, hundred grand. Yes, to do the Hulu documentary. Yes, and he wound up getting two hundred and fifty grand out of Hulu. Great to do that documentary. Yeah. And there was never an offer from a money offer from Obviously, Netflix. Obviously, there's and no
1: offer from Netflix.
0: That alone just goes to show you the type of scam artist that we're dealing with here. Even
1: while in prison, this man can demand money out of people. He's so yeah. good.
0: He's to, so good to pay back a fraction of the yeah. lump sum that he owes—twenty-six million or whatever he owes the government. Some of the people that he's supposed to pay out. I assume. Uh, I mean, it's hard to say, but I assume most of his legal troubles i mean there's certainly criminal implications because he's going going to go to jail or i think he is in jail yes um so that's obviously i would assume the charges were fraud and embezzlement Mm -hmm. um i don't know for a fact but the other thing is that there had to be civil cases that were uh, or settlements or something involved where he's paying out people who were obviously scammed in this entire process yeah um so good on him for getting that 250 grand um I guess let's talk about the documentaries first, uh, and then we can talk about how we felt about them and our sure, thoughts yeah, on yeah. it. Sure, yeah, yeah. If we start with Hulu, because that was the one that came out first. Yes. Um, the Hulu documentary, in my opinion, Fire Fraud. Yes, in in my opinion, because the people that made it mm-hmm. are not really affiliated with Fuck Jerry anymore yes. yes it sort of feels like it's a bit more of a the raw story and it's really it's i feel like it's got more of an opinion uh uh-huh. and it is a lot more vicious towards billy and more vicious towards fuck jerry because in the in that in the hulu one it's sort of implicating fuck jerry and yeah. saying that Fuck Jerry... Like, how did you not know this know, was yeah, going to be... have, should have known and pulled the plug earlier, but they were getting paid, so they said, fuck it. I uh, mean,
1: and... I, now, granted, I never want to defend Fuck Jerry. I, I I never believed that sense would come out of my mouth. Yeah. Uh, but... In the footage from the Netflix documentary, they show the entire staff of Fuck Jerry going down to the festival stoked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they believe that this is going to be a success. Yeah. There's no way, if you knew... It, what it would turn into that you would ever send anybody there because you're like I'm not getting stuck down there. Yeah, I'm not going to be sitting on a a rock tent. You know what I mean? Yeah,
0: you're right. If they didn't show up, then I feel like there's a lot more. It's it's very it's, shifty. Yeah, but if your entire crew,
1: including the founder of the company, goes to this and stoked, you're right. yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? Like the if you have like top officers in your company going to this, looking to get stoked and like party with Bella Hadid, yeah, then I to me I I, I don't think. They were involved in the day-to-day operations. They only know what totally. they know.
0: and you can knowing now because I didn't know at the time who produced it, but knowing now that it's a guy that was that parted ways with yes. Fuck Jerry over this, yeah, you know, it does seem like there's a little more vitriol there than yeah, yeah. maybe it needs to be. But the other the other perspective that's in that documentary, which I liked, was it felt like everybody that was talking to the camera and the perspective of the documentary was. This was a this was a scam. This was like a, you know, this guy should be in jail. He's a piece of shit. But also, all the people that bought the tickets and set up their, you know, plans to fly to the Bahamas for a fucking music festival, mm-hmm. they can fuck off too. Yeah. Like like yeah, I'm kind of glad they got scammed. Yeah. You know, and I sort of feel that way. You're, I do sort of feel that way. You're glad they
1: got scammed. You're in that group. That's the cross you're going to die on.
0: It's very Listen, I don't think that but let's save this for after let's we talk say about you went to matters.
1: boston for a, K- a casey musgraves concert yeah and you got up there and it was a disaster there was shit everywhere there was uh fights in the in the like in the crowd there was a fire now i mean we
0: there was a snowstorm i, I mean, know
1: but would you say it's right to, like do you think it's right that you went to a concert expecting a concert and you got like a riot
0: I think that the things that you, I think the things that you just listed, were not the same. It's not an equivalent to what was going on in Fire Festival. It wasn't like there were fires and there was a riot and what.
1: No, there was like a a lot of inconvenience and uncomfortableness.
0: Yeah, but it depends. I mean, if Casey Musgraves like very clearly (laughs) scammed me, like if I went out there and Casey Musgraves, if I went up there to go to Boston to see Casey Musgraves and she played. Two songs and was like, "All right, folks, have a good night." I've been Casey Musgraves, yeah. and you're like, "What the? Fu- that was it? I just gave you how you so, know." So my point is, I don't think you can really blame
1: people because they thought they're getting a concert and they got a disaster. There's no way for them to know it's but gonna be a I can disaster. blame
0: some. F- I can think that somebody that had enough money to think that it was gonna be cool to go to the Bahamas and party with fucking Haley Baldwin and is willing to shell out six grand to go to a music festival. You have six grand to go to a music festival, Justin. Don't you think that's a little, uh, don't you think that anybody that's got that kind of disposable income and, I, I don't know. I when I think of Fire Festival, I, I think you're of, talking to
1: someone who's looked into going on a cruise with Weezer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so do I have six thousand? No, but you
1: I stink. do have two thousand <laughs> to maybe see Brian Bell from Weezer, maybe see Rivers Cuomo for a f- hot few seconds uh, on the pool deck.
0: I I think part of it is when I think of Fire Festival, especially wa- after watching both of these documentaries and the the um, the lifestyle. And the image that they're trying to sell these people, I think of a type of person, especially after seeing that dude Grant, who was like the number two guy on this operation, and Billy. I just think of like losers with a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. He, you know, he grew up in Jersey. You know that he
1: grew up in Short Hills, which is uh, that's a, that's an
0: extremely wealthy area of Jersey. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I mean, I don't necessarily, dude. It's very hard for me to feel bad for the rich. Yeah. Growing up as like a kid with no money. Uh, the idea of ha- being able to pay that much money and charter a plane and well, like if you expect grew up without a private jet and a villa okay, and
1: if you grew up without money, how would you what would you say if I offered you a card, a black card that had such perks as club membership uh, and you get exclusive tickets to premieres and the Met gala. What would you say to that? Can I interest you in a magnesious no. card? No,
0: no, you can't interest me in a Magne- magnesis. Is, uh, is was Billy McFarlane's other company, which was just basically selling access. It, yeah. It, in a lot of cases, it, access to things that didn't So, the best way to describe it is
1: like imagine uh, a bougier uh, WeWork yeah. or like a Soho house, like a, a place where you pay membership to a uh, clubhouse mm-hmm. to hang out and like go to parties at and like drink wine after work. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes they'll be like, a D level celebrity like a ja rule will be right. there, or perhaps a christina milan will be there <laughs> christina milan yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so yeah. but he sold it as a credit card it was a great scam uh yeah it eventually failed because he was he kept on paying uh he started selling like actual tickets to things that mm. didn't exist
0: yeah like tickets to the met Gal, which you can't they don't. There's no tickets for that. Yeah. So he was selling right. tickets to people, and people were like, "Whoa, I'll go to them next the." He He's buying last and,
1: second on StubHub and yeah. then losing money in the equation. But since right. he kept on getting money from more events, he kept on passing. It was doing a very obvious uh, pyramid scheme. Right.
0: Right. Exactly. So I, I think personally, when I see that these are the, that I'm sorry, a Ponzi scheme. Ponzi scheme. Yes. There, when I see that there are people that are interested in that type of stuff, I, I just can't put myself in the mindset of somebody that's like. Oh, dude, awesome. You yeah. know what I mean? So because I can't do that, I don't feel for these people. Because oh, it's like,
1: I, I, I'm, I'm done with this party. You don't like the people because they have money. I don't really give a shit. They, they, if you have, it's all relative. Like The same way we look at someone who pays like $10,000 for an apartment. Dude, if we had that much money, we would pay $10,000 for an apartment. Me and you both try to pay the maximum amount of money we can for an apartment because we want to have a nicer life,
0: yeah, but so at the same time don't really we f- don't like we don't we don't think we're so sweet because we've got all that I money. think you're projecting on these
1: people i I, I don't know Perhaps. if they think... They, I mean, granted, and the people they interviewed were influencers, not actual real people who were there. They had like a couple of interviews with with regular people, and the rest were like, "Hi, my name is uh I'm Melissa Pierce, and I have three million followers like mm-hmm there was a lot of those people that they interviewed. And Which those also... People, yeah, I don't really give a shit about those people. Yeah, yeah. They're, like, it's nice that they've made a living of living, but I don't give a shit. But there was... I'm sure there are definitely other people who, like, saved money for this. Right, right. So I, I'm i not going to blame the victims, but more importantly, let's move on with this documentary. Sure. Uh, ja Rule is heavily involved throughout both documentaries. Yes. Ja Rule is an incredible, credible rapper from the early 2000s. Eh. Uh, and by He inc- is a
0: rapper from the early 2000s.
1: Now... All you need to know about Ja Rule is that he's made a series of bad life choices. That horrible. He was involved in another fraud when uh, a few years before that he got involved with Billy McFarlane. And then, probably his biggest mistake, he was in Fast and the Furious, the first one. Yeah. And he, he was so hot that he demanded a lot of money to be in the second one. Mm-hmm. They said- we we we're paying everyone the same thing. Yeah, we're yeah. not going to give you more money than the lead. Yeah, yeah, you are Ja Rule. Yeah, this is your second acting job. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so he was replaced by Ludacris, and the series has now done seven movies. Yeah, they each get a billions percentage of dollars. Yeah, they've made billions of dollars, yeah. and Ja Rule gets nothing. Yep. Ja Rule would have never have to do Magnesis. Yeah. Fire Festival, yeah. Fire App if he just stayed on and played himself in Fast and the Furious. Yeah.
0: Showed up and been like, what? Yo, Vin, duck.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yo, Paul Walker. (laughs) Yo, Paul Walker. You should go a little bit slow when you drive, man. (laughs) Just saying, what would I be without my walker? (laughs) And he's dead.
0: Uh, So, might I add, Ja Rule in both of these documentaries does not look great.
1: No. In the uh, Fire, the, uh, the Netflix one, at one point, uh, he's just yelling at models who are paid to yeah. be there. Just, yo, just jump in the water. Jump in the. It's, it's a fucking experience. Jumping, and it's like midnight. It looks like pitch black. It Very cold. It doesn't look like an official photo shoot no they're just fucking
0: around by a campfire drinking yeah, liquor they're
1: drinking because it's their off hours but they're just being nice and hanging
0: out with these losers and dude it's classic like fucking uh, finance guy bullshit it's yeah. like Jarvis we're around finance guy bullshit, yeah. uh, it seems like he's like yeah. a part of it where it's like Billy McF- they're just fucking wasted around a campfire with a bunch of hot chicks drinking who are just, carib like, beer hey hey hot chicks like hey I got money are not we cool
1: Like if you watch that part of the documentary Just imagine them in Patagonia vests And like a a dress shirt underneath Yeah And they're at like a a South Street Seaport bar Just yelling at these women Because that's what I see all the time Just making bad jokes And uh, it's really comfortable Ja Rule comes off like a fucking idiot Yeah And so the documentaries go on and on And uh, what you find out very quickly Is that lots of people told them that this was a bad idea
0: It seems like everybody the and only two the only there's like maybe 3 people that are there that seem like it's a Billy obviously cuz he's got to keep the fucking lie going otherwise if the ball falls out of the you know if the the volley stops at yeah. any moment he's fucked. Yeah. So he's got to keep that thing going so he believes in it. So Seems he, like Ja totally believes in it.
1: Yeah, and part of me says I don't know if this is a fraud as opposed to bad money management, like stupidity compounding stupidity because From day one, uh, in one of the in Fire documentary, they meet a like Swedish uh, uh, pilot, Mm -hmm. and he goes, "Yeah, you need to think about bathrooms and uh, lodging. Maybe you get a cruise
0: ship, right?" Which is not a horrible idea.
1: Well, if they want to do it at a deserted island that really has no infrastructure, more than a few bathrooms, yeah, you have to do something, and a cruise ship actually is a great idea. Yeah, it's a pain to get people to go on a dinghy to go back to the cruise ship. But... Disney do ha- World does it. Yeah, do you have a better idea? Yeah, right. Because it's certainly not uh, making bathrooms from scratch. Right. There's a reason people yeah, don't make said bathrooms something. from
0: scratch. There's a scene in the Netflix one where he says... Uh, the guy goes, yeah, we're going to need to go to Home Depot and get like 12,000 toilets. And then he sort of laughs. Said off. it seriously. Uh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah.
1: And Grant and, and Billy just sort of go, ha, 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 ha. Uh, Yeah, the cruise ship thing is out. Yeah. And it's like, And he just... And the, the Swedish guys like Stunned Stunned He's like yeah. I, I don't know it, And then he's <laughs> what? like What? He's like I stayed in one of these tents With my girlfriend And miserable uh, The the hot So loud The mosquitoes It's yeah. unbearable With that air conditioner I don't know how he's gonna do this Yeah And so he's promptly True fired True concern uh, People speak truth And it's not just him It's verified by other people Saying like Yeah he did raise concerns And then he was let go Yeah fired. And then yeah so it's people like a pilot, you know, who's, I don't know why he's even involved in planning a pilot,
0: but this is the thing. All right. So you're when he, somebody like that is involved. It's just because Billy McFarlane at some point is probably like, yeah, bro, I know this awesome dude with a, plane he's really let's, cool he's really cool let's get a, he's part he's of the team he's been coming here for 10 years <laughs> yeah
1: yeah it's sort of like when an improv person only knows like two stand-ups yeah and they're like oh coscarelli's great he'll do stand-up at your show well, i gotta be my name well you know what i mean <laughs> they only know two stand-ups so they're gonna just keep on whoever's nearest their orbit is their point person you right, know what I mean? right, right it's right, the right. same thing it's like oh i only know this guy i don't know people in the bahamas how would i yeah and he's a cool white dude so yeah. i can hang out with him right exactly uh so th- so then my favorite part is you have people who are just like day laborers are being interviewed, and they're all like, "I told Billy this is not going to happen. <laughs> it's impossible. <laughs> he didn't listen to me." And everyone is everyone is, is is speaking to power because Billy is dumb enough to just like keep everyone in his orbit. And when he asks them, they all tell him like, "It's not going to work. You need more time. You need to hire more people. You need to do more overtime. You need structure." And then uh, so. They have about four months to, four to five months to produce it. And then they switch islands because he never owned the island. And he kind of did, but then he gets kicked off. Well,
0: right. That's, he, uh, he, he was, I think the island was technically in like escrow, if we say it like that, to where it's like, there was an offer made on the island but the guy who had owned it previously said
1: do not mention Pablo yeah, Escobar yeah he wanted
0: to like cleanse the uh, the, the drugs e- yeah he did, he wanted I guess it was for tourism reasons yes that he wanted people American to come reason. in reason yeah for sure he wanted people to come visit that island and Feel before safe. for I don't know decades before that <laughs> it was an island where people were just like burned alive and fucking yeah. drugs were running out of the island here and there so he wanted to sort of distance himself from that and then literally as that's going on McFarland is running running ads that's like he's releasing a video that says in print Pablo Escobar's Island. <laughs> yeah,
1: over like a, a Haley Baldwin uh uh swimming in the ocean and yeah. it says an island once owned by Pablo Escobar. So
0: they lose the rights to or they lose their bid I guess to yes. own the island. And so now they have to go to
1: to Eczema on uh on, it's one of the bigger islands on Bahamas. And so what they end up doing is a failed real estate development. And it's off the coast, and uh, it's right to the left of a a Sandals resort. Yeah. uh, The Sandals Emerald Bay. But the problem is it has nothing like Sandals Emerald Bay. There's no toilets. Mm -hmm. There's no shade. There's nothing. It's just rocks with water surrounding it, and that's the property that he's going to have the thing on. It's great. (laughs) (laughs) Just just like every step of the way watching it in chronological order, it it was like beautiful.
0: Now – Counterpoint. Yeah. Um, they could have pulled it off. They couldn't have pulled it off in the time frame. No. For whatever reason, they thought, well, we've got to get this done by April. I I guess they were trying. I mean, the only thought that I have is that they were trying to be the first for festival season. Because once Coachella, because Coachella happens in May, Am I right about that? Oh, I don't fucking know. I think Coachella happens in May. These festivals sort of kick off in the late spring, early summer. So you got South by, you've got Coachella, then you get into the summertime and you've got, like, you've got, uh, you know, Governor's Ball in New York. You've got um,
1: Burning Man.
0: Yeah, you've got a bunch of festivals People all over the People sort of like,
1: this will be the one festival I'll go to and I'll spend all my money at right. this one. So, so if this I is your think, first one, yeah. It's sort of like releasing a documentary a week ahead of time right to be the first one.
0: right right yeah yeah which is brilliant. yeah and if you can get it done in time, it pays dividends as you can see. but the, the market's already b- been influenced y- you know the this uh, Hulu's documentary is sort of supreme in that it, it beat fuck Jerry to the bag yeah by a, by six days by six days, which is enough yeah you know um, but here's the thing. If that was their thinking, that they want to be the first festival for the summer, right? Um, you start planning next year's festival, and you well, say, this is a, "We're going to do it next April instead of this April."
1: You are talking about someone with uh, without hubris, someone with foresight. Uh, I wouldn't plan. But a you are com- talking to a businessman. I wouldn't plan a comedy festival, a simple comedy festival in New York City under six months it would be insane
0: yeah. if we were to start doing that now it would have to be for like october yeah like
1: earliest i can sort of like figure out I, I think we've been in comedy long enough that i think we could pull off a comedy festival but i would want to give myself more than six months right because it wouldn't be done well
0: it, and the other thing with that is you're we wherever we would do that we'd be doing it at a place that had infrastructure a place that, that had be, an actual
1: stage yes with bathrooms right. and bars right uh, we wouldn't Places just do. Stay. Hey, guys, come down to uh, uh, the Puerto Rican island of Aguadilla. Right. And we're going to p- pull up something there. Sure, there's only one hotel, but come on down. Right. And we'll have fun.
0: Mike Cosquarelli and Justin Perez present. present Comedy Festival on Rikers Island. <laughs> you know? That, that would be something. <laughs> that would be something. No. Shut it uh, down. Uh, <laughs> so they, they could have pulled this off with more planning yeah. you know uh, you know you you budget stuff out we're gonna need this many people we're gonna have to pay overtime we're gonna ha- we're gonna need some of this money up front we are gonna have to pay the artists we're gonna have to build fucking toilets we're gonna have to do all this shit plus we got to buy an island yeah you're gonna need a lot of um liquid capital pretty quick yeah which uh, i don't i mean obviously he was scamming and thought he could he thought i think he thought he could catch up to the money that he was spending he was
1: prioritizing his spending and saying, I need to pay this guy right now, otherwise I don't have this one thing. Right. So I won't pay this because I know I can delay paying this. Whereas opposed to, if you had a budget, you don't need to worry about that. Right. Because I know it's going to be within a million of this. Right. But he clearly had no budget. Right. He was just finding out what everything costs the day of. He didn't pay the artists ahead of time, which is something artists get. They get paid ahead of time. They don't get paid after they perform. Like it's, Right. Like they're comedians or something. Right, right. <laughs> uh, you won't believe it, but a band like Blink-182 is not going to just show up and perform for an hour. Yeah, when
0: you owe them
1: $400,000. Yeah, they're, they're a little bit more sophisticated than that. So he yeah. didn't pay anybody, really. Um, and it was very interesting. Uh, some highlights from this, uh, from the actual from the Netflix documentary, Fire. Uh, There was a gentleman who was a uh, Mentor He he was like a mentor and a consultant And he was an older gay dude Very funny Yeah. And at one point he was like Yeah we owed like a I don't know $200,000 in tariffs Because we got all this Evian water And so uh, He pulls me aside McFarland pulls me aside and says I'm going to need you to take one for the team And I'll need you to suck this guy's dick (laughs) And so, yeah, I'm an older man, and I said to my, and it was just incredible, a, a, a man who's been in this business for 30 years. Yeah, he's never had to debase himself. Was willing to suck some dick.
0: Yeah, for Billy,
1: for water. Yeah, well, for, for probably water, like the yeah. 20th most important thing, going on. The,
0: well, you made a great point about this.
1: Yes. Oh yeah. So there's like 20 things. That needed to happen for this festival to go off without a hitch. One of them is securing the axe. One of yeah. them is getting actual housing for the whatever yeah. five thousand people. Uh, another one is uh, getting shade and shelter for yeah. these people. Another food and the water is so far down the list of like you know what? I don't think you need to debase yourself because so much there's fifteen other things that are gonna go wrong. Yeah. So sucking dick for water is not high on the priority list. You should yeah. suck dick to get. Uh Major laser before. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know
0: what I mean? Like, because uh, <laughs> we told everybody they'd be there. <laughs> yeah,
1: I feel bad that this guy was uh, about to suck a dick on the, the the 35th most important thing going on that yeah. week. Uh But more power to him. He he's a fucking team player, and I'd want to hire that guy right now.
0: He would hire us. He's he's doing yeah well, yeah. He's doing he's doing very well. But yeah. I'm
1: saying, if I was in that position, I'd be like,
0: that's the guy I want. Yeah, yeah. But. It's true, yeah. I mean, can we play all the a things clip from that, on? Mike? What did you say? Can we play a clip from that? Yeah, we can. Uh, Timestamp. I got it. 42.50. Yeah.
2: Let me tell you something. We had four containers filled, four 18-wheeler trucks filled with Evian water. But I had left the week before for two days to go to meetings in Bermuda for the America's Cup. And when I came back, I'd missed the big meeting with... Customs, and of course Customs had said to Billy and the gang, you need to pay us $175,000 in cash today for us to release the water. I went down. Well, Billy called me. I'm going to speak completely. Um, You know, this won't go that far, I'm sure. But Billy called and said, Andy, we need you to take one big thing for the team. And I said, oh my gosh, I've been taking something for the team every day. He said, well, you're our wonderful gay leader and we need you to go down, will you suck dick to fix this water problem? And I said, Billy, what? He said, Andy, if you will go down and suck Cunningham's dick, who's the head of uh, customs, and get him to clear all of the containers with water, you will save this festival. And I literally drove home, took a shower, I, I, I drank some mouthwash. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really, and I got into my car to drive across the island to take one for the team. And I got to his office fully prepared to suck his dick. But he couldn't have been nicer, and he's like, Andy, listen, I will release all the water, I will let you serve it, but I wanna be one of the first people to be paid this import fee for what you're doing. And I said, okay, great. And I got back, and I had all the water that we needed. <laughs> Can you imagine, in my thirty years of a career, that this is what I was going to do? I was going to do that, honestly, to save the festival.
0: Uh, yeah, I mean, it's hilarious that this guy is saying that he's going to suck, willing to suck dick for. It's the clip that's been going around the internet, and that's the one thing, that's the one point that I'll give to Netflix is that they've got the most like memeable uh, moment. From either of the documentaries. Because there wasn't really a clip like that going around from the Hulu documentary. Yeah. Um, Now, the Netflix documentary, the other thing that they had that was great was they... Since Fuck Jerry was the one that made it. Mm -hmm. And they were sort of along for the ride the entire way. Mm -hmm. They have a lot of great footage of what was actually happening... Like, ju- like them deciding that they want to like go down to like Pig Island and yeah, get footage yeah. of the models playing with pigs. Yeah. And the director's like, dude, what the fuck are we going to do that for? We have no reason to get shots of the Instagram models playing with spotted pigs on a separate island. Um, so there's that. The other thing that they have uh, is way more jaw Rule and they have way more like... You know, they. I think they have more people that were involved in actually putting the festival together. Yeah. Because I do feel like what this documentary was about was like showing that the people that were working on the documentary, I mean, uh, on the festival, primarily at Fuck Jerry, were n- are not guilty.
1: <laughs> yeah. And I think that was the main mission of the documentary. Listen, we didn't know about this. We were
0: just having a good time. We were just following orders. Yeah, we're having. Go- Last time I heard that, I think uh Nuremberg. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. following orders uh but so for that i mean that's an interesting when you came for fuck
1: jerry i said nothing <laughs> when you came for the fire app i said
0: nothing <laughs> when they came for me there was nothing le- what was what's that
1: <laughs> well someone will write us with the actual uh, yeah no, um i think hulu's was better yeah no agree? no, I think the Netflix one was better. Really? Yeah, I like the Netflix. I I think the Billy McFarlane uh actual interviews were completely pointless.
0: I I he didn't say anything. Why?
1: You think they were pointless? I mean, what did he say? Oh, Do you remember no, no. a single
0: thing he said of 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 importance? Yeah, I remember them. I remember him basically when you got to a point at the end of the documentary when he was they were confronting yeah, confronting him about whether he felt guilty, whether he felt sorry, whether he That's when they like he got fucking completely flustered yeah whether whether he was going to jail whether he was you know uh, sure but i I and i I feel like fuck jerry in their netflix documentary was trying to saddle the blame entirely (laughs) on uh mcfarland and try to make it seem like like i said i feel like that whole documentary was like it wasn't us you know and then i think i feel like the hulu thing was like no this is like these are the people that are responsible. Fuck Jerry is also involved in... The, they're, they're to blame for this a little bit, too. But
1: if if you didn't know about the background stuff, would you still feel that way?
0: About Fuck Jerry?
1: Yeah, that they co-produced it and that th- this guy left... Like, clearly the guy who left the company to do a documentary about it clearly has an agenda.
0: I think what... I, I, call me crazy, Yes, but. no, you're right. But I think that the thing that, like, I sort of agree with about this whole thing is that like everybody that was involved in promoting this thing, cause it came from Kendall Jenner. It yeah. came from all, all these Instagram models and everything who just, you know, they're, they're out is, yeah, he cut me a check and like, whatever, like I promoted some shit on, you know, my Instagram is a business and mm-hmm. like whatever. This is like the new, uh, it, it seems like this type of level of scam, it's like being involved with fucking like like you know, oil money or, or something like that where you're just like, Yeah, it's good business, whatever and it, it, the implications that are surround it mean nothing to you. Whether whether people are like, you know, being in the diamond business, eh hey, yeah, it's good business, whatever. Sure. Doesn't matter that a bunch of people died in the process of, you know, <laughs> mining these fucking things. Or the oil, you know, the fact that people have money in oil leads to fucking wars overseas sure. and, and, you know, power and foreign oil. But but when is just, I I mean, I think people can take, can
1: separate, like, listen, Grant Hill doing a McDonald's ad is not really the same thing, like, as me thinking I have to get McDonald's because he likes it. You know what I mean? Like, what you're talking about is any advertisement. Sure, there's like a level of deceit because it's just a post where she's saying, I'm going to have fun, but it's still an advertisement and most people understand that influencers are doing a lot of advertisements. Like I, I think now they have to write "sponsored" on posts that they, are sponsored because of this. Because this, of this, this yes. Yeah, this, yeah. this
0: is like the reason that there's legislation for the FTC, for yeah. the Federal Trade Commission. Now has to like make sure people know that something is a fucking advertisement, so they're not duped into thinking that you know Bella Hadid is going to be at some fucking music festival. Who I mean, I don't know. Maybe she would have been. Who knows? She, it's a. I, music I'm sure festival, somebody in the would. Bahamas, yeah, you know,
1: somebody famous would have showed
0: up, but. right? But at the end of the day, it, you know, we're still dealing with this thing. At the end of like, the day, you're a little
1: bit stronger. <laughs> You've got
0: a lot of people that have influence that are leveraging their influence to, you know, receive. You know, in Kendall Jenner's case, I think it was two hundred and fifty thousand dollars yeah, yeah. wired directly for one post, to her yeah. for one post. And it's like, you know, to not even consider like, all right, well, who is this person? What the fuck am I promoting? You know, th- why? Why would I assume that this thing is gonna just like get off without a hitch like you know to not think and not ask questions and just take the money i mean i think it does sort of uh, you know you should in some ways be held responsible for that you know what do you, you have influence you're responsible what you for what you're peddling
1: we were offered money for like a uh like a bidet like one of those things that that waxes your like that sprays water in your ass And we started doing ads for them Yeah. And then one of our listeners like a year later Goes you know that fucking bidet that you told me to It like Injured my butthole by shooting water Violently up my asshole Now I have to get surgery I hope you're fucking happy
0: I think that in I think when it comes to like actually are reliable for that no but I think that there's a tangible product and I think that anything any product that you can buy there is you know there's an element of a of uh, there could be a user error sure like even your McDonald's example is like that like McDonald's in and of it like as a corporation McDonald's is probably not the best but like no. in what they're selling. If you have McDonald's in moderation, say you have McDonald's like once every like month and a half or something, you just have it as like a cheap meal. Yeah. But like, you know, like my mom used to take us like every other week on, on Saturday nights to get like a happy meal, you know? And it was something that like, it was like a special thing for us. We loved eating it, you know, when we were able to eat it, which my mom wouldn't let us eat it like too much, you know, but it made us happy, you know, as like a, 11 year old to like get a hamburger and, and like fries and shit made me happy if you have that in moderation are, are it's you happy fine. that your mom died three years ago from a heart
1: attack shut up she does have diabetes
0: though. oh mcdonald's thank you
1: <laughs> thank you grant hill
0: but my point is that like grant hill isn't telling you to eat six big macs grant hill is telling you hey try mcdonald's and that's a different scale
1: to me it's just semantics i i it's don't not.
0: it's not I I feel, feel semantic. Kendall Jenner is telling you to how cool this fucking festival is going to be. She tells you how cool everything is. She tells you how cool like All right, but don't you th- isn't there a level of responsibility that that should be she should be held accountable for? No. You don't think so. No. She shouldn't be held accountable for anything that she promotes on her personal Instagram page.
1: Unless she's promoting like group suicide, I don't really care. If if it's an actual you product. You don't care at all. No, I don't, dude. I'm not dumb I understand that when she posts things It's because she's getting paid money I, but you It's don't not think very that hard for me to understand that You
0: don't think that the fact that this is Like where our culture's at right now is, is, Isn't is this a root for a lot of our problems
1: This is the only thing she's promoted That hasn't come through
0: I don't know if that's 100% okay, I, mean, I don't know enough about what I, she's on. I'm promoting. sure
1: you'd find something out But I'm saying like Out of everything she's posted <sighs> Everything else has been legit so she was wrong once like are, are you gonna fucking crucify her for this it, it's
0: i'm not even going up to her specifically but i'm saying that like like this I, guy I don't, fooled, I don't like this perspective from the netflix documentary that like well it's just it's all billy mcfarland because it's not it's
1: not no I, I don't think it's not but it's also like this guy fooled like a billionaire the guy who was uh the owner of the oklahoma city thunder he conned him into money you remember this from the uh, the Hulu documentary? That guy showed up dead. Yeah, he killed himself by driving a car into a fucking uh, barrier. That guy. So he conned lots of people. And do I think he was capable of conning Kendall Jenner? Yeah, because she just operates on money. If you give me the money, sure. That looks cool enough. It seems like within the realm of my lifestyle. So yes, I will definitely put. Like this is an easy one. It's truly the same thing as if we. Promote something on our podcast. It's just a different scale. It's a different scale. It truly is a different scale. If we got advertising to do the Fire Festival two years ago, we would have done it. If they paid us money to do it, we would have done an ad for it. Yes? Yes. You know the answer is yes. We would do an ad for anything. I don't know
0: See that's the thing I don't know There's no
1: way You would understand The fire Festival With no connection to it It Was going to turn out To be a disaster That's impossible For you to know
0: Alright do you have any stocks Do you have any No no You don't have any of that shit No Alright if you were The type of person That would buy equity Like a smart businessman Sure uh, like would you, you would you who, I have, who
1: lives in a house with seven
0: people I'm saving two
1: raccoons I'm three <laughs> rats six field mice
0: <laughs> definitely more than six yeah it's a it's, there's it's a couple a, families in the old mother hubbard situation there <laughs> uh let's say that you were buying stocks and stuff sure even if the stock is doing well do you put your would you buy oil would you buy stocks that you know are uh would you buy smith and wesson would you buy things oh, that oh like things that, that are against my morals or yes. something because they're they, because they're rallying and making money
1: see i would buy stocks like i do fantasy basketball i would want to root for the stocks but that's right. just me but i know definitely people don't give a shit
0: but knowing that there are other plenty of other stocks that you can <laughs> make money on make the stocks that are doing well enough where if you put money into them, if you put money in Shopify or something, uh, which is a shopping app mm-hmm. and they're publicly traded, yeah. that doesn't really have the same implications as, as you know, Exxon Mobil or something like that uh, fucking up the environment or whatever. I'm just, but this is this a question where it's like, does morality doesn't play any good? We're, we're, we're tearing up Billy McFarlane for his total lack of morality whereas if he had pulled off fire festival like if they actually had pulled this off in time none of this exists this yeah. documentary doesn't exist yeah. he's just a successful vc essentially and we're not here talking about it we're talking about Colton
1: having to choose between two
0: beauty which things. would be a fucking snooze fest yes yes but, but this see my point like basically he's a businessman here who really gambled completely irresponsibly uh, yeah, and I, fucked up big time. I would
1: say purposefully. Now, the more I think about it, so
0: why is he held to a different moral standard than Kendall Jenner and Haley and all these other people?
1: Because he saw all the moving parts, whereas they only saw if if they saw
0: anything at all,
1: they only saw literally the promotional. But video. do
0: you not have any empathy for a man who got in too deep? No, who tried to pull off something great. The guy, on who, Pablo Escobar, the guy island. who
1: ignored a thousand <laughs> nos from every single person on his staff who was told it's not going to happen. Sure. There, I'm sure there was people who said, yes, it's going to happen. But from so many people who were like, this isn't possible. And you hired people to, to like be consultants who have done this before And they kept on saying, it's not possible. I don't have that much sympathy. I just think he is a bad businessman who is good at selling things, but not good at coming through and actually managing them out. If that makes any sense
0: Well fair point there Justin (laughs) (laughs) He's good at selling things He sold
1: things He sold Magnesis which is insane
0: Right Uh, Yeah he sold Fire Festival Yeah the Fire app uh, It sounds awesome when you think about it Sure Pigs Women Pigs in the Bahamas Link 182 Ja Rule is is one of the partners So you know that it's uh,
1: You know it's legit I guess Well, there's a celebrity, you know. Right. Doesn't have to be a good celebrity. So,
0: assuming that Billy, it kind of gives him this like credibility within the music business. Sure. Way. Um, And I guess I get it, but at the same time, like you know, uh, in politics, you you can win an election, but can you govern? Same type of thing. Yeah.
1: You know. Um, Just real quick, I just want to say this week's episode is brought to you by the documentary Fire, Mm -hmm. now available on Netflix, (laughs) uh, but directed by Chris Smith. Uh, former director of American movie and the Jim and Andy documentary on Netflix also. So check them out. It's very good.
0: And Thank you, Justin. And this podcast is also brought to you by fire fest. Fire I forgot fraud, the name of the idiot. fire fraud. Damn it. <laughs> fire. Well, fraud. the bit is over. I ruined the bit. The bit.
1: Is over. And that's a great way to describe
0: our podcast. It is, isn't
1: it? The bit is over. Over,
0: finally. Uh, uh, thank you guys for listening. As always, please rate, review, and subscribe to the show. Tell, Let us know what you thought about the Fire Festival. Please, Which one tell do you tell us think was to better? watch
1: something. We will yeah. watch anything. We watched this with our girlfriends. We did, yeah. I watched both of them with Lex. And what did Lex think of it?
0: Um, I think sh- me and her were basically in the same camp. Uh, I don't think it, either it of been us... It fun to go. No, I don't think. I mean, listen, man. The whole time this whole thing was going on, it never, there was never a moment in my head where I was like, man, if this would have happened, I would have loved to have been there. Yeah, you know, I just thought the whole experience seemed pretty douchey to me. Yeah. Um, and I think that Lex, I don't think either of us knew about Billy McFarland until we really watched this. Yeah. Um, and now that we know his story and know what he did, it sort of makes it. You know, I think we were both just shocked that somebody was able to. Get away with this for as long as he did yeah you know i like Pulling him. modern day scams i think he's pretty funny oh <sighs> well, that's a we're gonna have a difference of opinion on that one <laughs> uh rate review subscribe to the podcast guys i'm at mike cascarelli on all social platforms i'm at justin perez on twitter and at the fart box
1: on instagram uh yeah please rate review subscribe <laughs> And tell us what to watch.
0: Yes, uh, we really appreciate uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. Uh, for those of you who have stuck with us this entire time and listen every week, uh, it's awesome. Thank you so much. Oh, and, and uh,
1: uh, I, I want to give a shout out to a, I don't know if he's a new listener, but he's certainly someone who's gotten on a radar. Shout out to Dave Gianni.
0: Oh yeah, Dave is very
1: interactive. Dave is very cool, very interactive. Uh, he's been following... Uh, me and Mike on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, shit, I, and just me shitting on Mike's bathroom. It's yeah. been a, f- a swell time. Yeah. Shout out to Dave Gianni. Uh, and yeah, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace.
0: Bye.